Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Chapel Messages podcast, a ministry of Emmaus Bible College. Each episode is taken from a chapel message given here at Emmaus. For more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. Good morning. Oh, come on. Good morning. Are you? Okay, thank you. Great. I'm not the only one that's asleep and had two cups of coffee so far. Um, Worship team, thank you. That was amazing. Thank you for leading us in worship. Brooks, thank you for the invitation to speak. I jumped at the chance when you invited me and then when you said I could talk about or you thought maybe stewardship and generosity could be my topic. Ooh, I got really happy. So uh, you're going to get some powerful stuff this morning. Um, We'll see whether he invites me back because usually when I talk about money and generosity, people people don't ask me back. It's not a subject people like to talk about. This morning, we'll see, oh, there it is, there's my PowerPoint. We'll see if my technology can work with my brain here. This morning, our focus is on the opportunity that you have. The opportunity and invitation that you have of generosity. The word sometimes is used stewardship, but that's actually not the best word. So that is our focus. For you, it is an opportunity and an invitation. And the question that I want you to ask throughout this message is, will you move into that opportunity and receive the invitation? Our text this morning, as it was read, was 1 Chronicles 29. So 1 Chronicles 29, please turn there. It's one of the most amazing passages that will help us understand more about this opportunity and invitation. Let's pray as we begin. Father, What an amazing privilege it is to open your word and to hear from you. We need to hear from you in this, mess, in this topic, Lord. Open our hearts. Holy Spirit, we know you're here, that you reside in each one of us, but we would ask that you would come in a new way, that you would soften hearts, that you would open our hearts, that you would speak through me as we look at this text and the amazing truths that we can find from this passage from our amazing uh, father, David. What, a, what an amazing man who, have, who was following hard after you. Lord, thank you for this um, opportunity to be before the student body, and I pray for them that this message would seep down into their soul so that they might learn how to worship you better. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Theologian, Scott Rodin says this, the church has lost its passion for stewardship. This is a quote. To some extent, the whole discussion of godly stewardship has been taken off the table in most churches and ministries. An effective wedge has been driven between the spiritual and the material. End quote. My hope is that this is not just your first message that you've heard on generosity but it'd be one of many that you will hear and that you will take this opportunity to further educate yourself on what God's word talks about in relation to money and your spiritual growth. God speaks to this often and clearly. Dr. Wes Wilmer, one of my mentors and author of a great book that I'll I'll give you some resources at the end. He authored this book, God and Your Stuff, 
the vital link between your possessions and your soul. He says this, stuff and spiritual development of our soul are important to God. 17 of the 38 parables of Christ were about possessions. Money and possessions are mentioned 2,172 times in Scripture. That's three times more than love, seven times more than prayer, and eight times more than belief. Have I got your attention? We believe the Word of God. We need to read the Word of God and listen to this area. Because if you don't get this area, your desire to become and follow the heart of God will be hindered. Generosity and money is a huge opportunity for us to grow as Christians. We just sang this. You alone are my heart's desire. Is it? If you haven't figured out this issue, your heart is not desiring after the Lord. Let's look at what I mean. We're going to look at this great passage, and it's from our uh, amazing uh, David, a friend of mine. I love, can't wait to meet him in, when I get to heaven. But David, in this passage, um, has really heard some hard things. You know, I love David, and I love talking through these historical narratives because they put flesh on the concepts that we often have a hard time grasping. David's real. He's a flawed man. He was desperately following after the heart of God. He wanted to build the house of God. In chapter 28, he even says that my heart's desire was to build the temple for the Lord. And the Lord says, no, you will not. God said no. And this is where we get to see how David, as a spiritual leader, responds to a no. How do you respond when God says no to you? This was his heart's desire. But God said, no, your son's going to build the temple. David had a different responsibility. His response is revealing, and this passage we focus on this morning, is it's a rich text for us today. This morning, the big concept that I want you to remember is this. Spiritually formed leaders demonstrate their love. Spiritually formed leaders demonstrate their love through gratefulness and generosity. That's the big idea. Spiritually formed leaders demonstrate. You say you love someone, it's demonstrated in some way. And spiritually formed leaders demonstrate that with gratefulness and generosity. We find five ways that this is, this is real, and the text reveals to us how this is an important topic and how we can learn from David this morning. <clears throat> Spiritually formed leaders demonstrate their love through generosity and gratitude, first, because they understand the character of God. They understand the character of God. Look at verse 11. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty and all that is in heaven, heavens and in the earth is yours. 
He's sustainer. He's the provider. He is the giver. Finish this sentence for me. For God so loved that he, what? How did he demonstrate his love? He gave. What did he give? <sighs> gave his own son. I have one son. You guys, you guys know him. God gave his only son as a demonstration of his love. How you say and how you demonstrate your love for the Lord Jesus is your ability to respond in generosity and gratitude. If you don't figure this out, you're going to be the most joyless and miserable Christian that will ever walk the earth. Understand the character of God. He sustains us. He provides for us. He gives us. This is who he is. He wants us to live in his joy and his goodness, the fullness of his joy. We don't want to live in the fullness of his joy because we want to keep things for us. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Second point that this is demonstrated. I can't believe they only give us 20 minutes. My goodness, I can barely get started. Okay, the second reason uh, is they, they recognize that God owns all things. God owns all things. Verse 14. <clears throat> but who am I? In verse 11, well, I just read to that. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, um, uh, power and glory and majesty. All that is in the heavens is yours. Verse 14. But who am I and, and what is my people that we should be offering this, thus the offering willingly? For all things come from you and of your own we have given. Spiritual leaders recognize that everything you have, what you're wearing, what you're, the school you're going to, the things you're learning, the career that you're going to have, the stuff that you own, the money that you have, it is not yours. Yet, we want to keep it. We don't want God to tell us what to do with our stuff, do we? It's not yours. The talent, I was just talking to Brooks about the talent of the people that we were able to interact with when we went to Dallas Seminary. It's unbelievable. I had to keep blinders on my, mind, on my eyes because I'm looking to the right and the left and I want to be like this guy and this person. And No, God has gifted me in a unique way. But your talents aren't your own. The money that God gives you is not yours. It's his. And how you respond in generosity with the things that he has given you reveals your heart. Spiritually formed leaders demonstrate their love through gratefulness and generosity. Thirdly, because they acknowledge that, that, that all they have comes from the Lord. Verse 12, riches and honor and might. Verse 14, we just talked about that again. All that has, has, he has comes from, from, all that we have comes from him. Verse 16 and 17, our Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided for this building, you a house for your holy name comes from your own hand. God's a generous God. He loves to give. But if we don't recognize that all we have is, comes from him, when we think that we've earned our keep, 
like you're all that in a bag of chips. You, you, your heart's wrong. They can give because God has given first. What do we say? God gave his one and only son. He is the premier and most excellent giver. If you don't acknowledge that what you have comes from him, you're going to give out of spite and anger instead of joy and freedom because you think it's, you've owned it. Like, why should I give to God? I, I spent all this time working. I spent years earning a degree, blah, 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 blah. And then you become an angry person lacking generosity because you think you've done it. Some of you that have are married and, and you can look towards marriage, once you get married, your spouse will really help you understand that you're not all that in a bag of chips and that you aren't that good. My, my wife reminds me of that all the time. I was telling her, oh, last night, oh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. This, is, this message is not coming together, and I've been studying and studying. She goes, honey, when she says that, I go, yes, ma'am. I was talking to her. <laughs> and she goes, sometimes we have to start all over. And you know what? I went back to this passage. Boom, 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 boom. The Holy Spirit said, boom, there's your message. I'm like, okay, there you go. She reminds me that I'm not all, all of that in the bag of chips when I'm so working on my message and blah, 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 right? Keep this in mind. If you want to be a spiritually formed leader, you will demonstrate your love for the Lord and your gratitude and generosity. The fourth way that we see in the text that this is true and that uh, David gives us an example is They take the light in being generous. They take the light in being generous to the Lord's work. Verse 3. I wish I should have had them read the whole passage because it's just so rich and full. <clears throat> David says, moreover, okay, and this is in addition to what he's already given. So he's already provided gold, silver, precious stones from the king's treasury, the general treasury, and now he says, moreover, in addition, all that I have provided for the, for the holy house, I, or in addition to all that I have provided in the holy house, I have a treasure of my own, gold and silver, and because of my devotion, NASB says, delight. I like that word. Devotion, delight. Because I delight in the things of God, in the house of God, in the things that God wants me to be about, I give 3,000 talents of gold, 7,000 talents of silver, and on. Do you take delight in giving? David demonstrates that those who take delight in giving have a heart for the Lord. Have you ever read Matthew 6, 21? Matthew 6, 21 says this. We flip it. We love to flip this verse. Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. 
We want to say, no, my heart's here and I'll give you my money. Uh Uh-uh. Jesus flips it. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Your devotion will be where you spend your money and your time and how you use God's talent. Put that, oh, I can't say that one. Think about that. Think about that. How are you using your time? How are you using the time here at Emmaus that so many donors have made, a, made possible to make your education a reality because they've been generous? Is this your education? Mm-hmm. I tell you, when I was teaching at Biola, it was crazy. It was the only time I would ever see college students just waste money. They wouldn't come to my class. And I asked them, how, many, how much are you paying per credit hour for this class? It was a three-hour class. So I, it was faith and money. I said, okay, $300, add it up. They wouldn't come. Maybe they didn't like me or something like that, but no. How, much, how many times, can you give me 300 bucks? For, Tyrus, you got that? You're not going to give that away. Why are you doing it? Why do, why do we play around with the generosity of others who are making this possible? Have you thought about that? My guess is you probably haven't. See, this is why this topic is an opportunity and an invitation for you to think differently about the things that our loving God provides, sustains you with, and and gives you. Spiritually formed leaders, they take delight in being generous. Finally, and I'm actually going through this pretty good. Finally, David shows us that spiritually formed leaders embrace the reality that others will follow their generosity. They embrace the reality that others will follow their faithful generosity. Look at verse 6. So not only did in, this, in the verses before this, David said, hey, he brought the assembly together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be generous to the Lord. Here's this from the king's treasury. And oh, by the way, I'm so excited about, and I love my God so much, I'm going to give out of my own wallet. So he's taken his wallet. Oh, man, I didn't do that. Everybody take out your wallet. Your wallet's on your phone. Take out your phone. Put your wallet right there. Take it out. Got Venmo or whatever. I don't know what you guys put money in. Your wallet. Money. The greatest competitor with Christ for the throne of your life. When you give, when you as a leader demonstrate through your faithful generosity, other people see that. That's part of our stewardship. In response, verse 6, Then the leaders of the fathers of the houses made freewill offerings, as did also the leaders of the tribes and the commanders of thousands and of hundreds and the officers over the king's work. They gave for the service of the house of God. 5,000 talents, 10,000 drachmas, how do you say that? Drachmas, drachmas of gold, 
10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, 100,000 talents of iron. You will be spiritual leaders, I believe. I believe God is equipping you and calling you wherever he's going to lead you to lead God's people. And you have the opportunity and you're invited to give generously so that others can see your example and follow you. You want to know why any organization or any church is, is not growing spiritually? It's probably because their leaders are not generous. Money, the things we own, is the greatest competitor with Christ for the throne of our hearts. Do you understand that generosity and gratefulness originates from the amazing character of God? Do you recognize that all that you own is his? He owns everything. It's all his. And that all that you've been given and will be given, should God choose to bless you, comes from him. Are you in the position, because you understand these things, that you enjoy, that you take delight in giving back because he first. God gave first his son, his one and only son for us. He is the giver. That's a huge theological principle. Do you take delight in responding and giving back? And will you accept this invitation to give in such a way that others around you would see that? See, what we see in this passage is one of the core principles that I write about in my book. What you do with money, how you interact with it, how you think about it, is your ethic. That is your apologetic to the world. People should see the way you live and go, dang, that's different. I think you realize this, but the men and women that serve here, that teach here, that help you get your education have made this choice. They are demonstrating their love and devotion for the Lord by saying, I am going to serve at Emmaus. I could could make a ton of money somewhere else. But no. No. They are demonstrating their devotion by serving you, accepting lower pay often to educate the next generation. How amazing is that? Let's wrap this up, put a bow on it. This morning you have the opportunity to express your gratefulness to over 530 people who have given over $2.3 million just this year to make your education a reality. 530 people have said, I delight in the Lord, and I love what's going on here, and I want these young people to have an education. You're going to enjoy the fact that you stayed for this because in the back of the lobby, we've provided cookies and milk and some coffee. And when you leave, 
We will make the, your, the opportunity for you to respond in gratitude and generosity by taking a packet. We have a packet of note cards that have a short message from me, and I would love for you as students to write a thank you note to these men and women who have sacrificed so much to make your education possible. Take a few minutes to do that. Write a couple. If you wanted to get more, we can have more. We'll give you a week to do this. So if you take a week, so next Monday, maybe not even a week, if you would, if you would return those thank you notes, this is the front desk. We'll be happy to grab those. And then I have the privilege. I love my job. I have the privilege of thanking these people and showing them through your own words how grateful you are to be able to study at Emmaus. I hope that you'll take that opportunity this, after, or this afternoon and the rest of uh, this week to think through how God is calling you to demonstrate your love. Gratitude and generosity as we see David provide that example. Let's pray. Father, what an honor it is to acknowledge that we all we have is from you and that we have an opportunity to demonstrate our love um, by being generous. You are worthy to be praised. You're worthy of all honor. And I pray that you're, through the power of your spirit, that each one of these young people will go out and study your word more. Think about this concept. There's a whole lot that you provide in, our, in your word for us to understand about faith and money, and we want to excel in that. God, we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I should have a slide here where you can grab the QR and give you some more. There you go. Grab that QR, and you can take a look at some of the five or six books that I've curated that are literally the ones I've used for my text. My textbook is also there. Um, if you want to study theology, the biblical theology of money, that's where you should start. Thank you all. Grab a thank you packet and some cookies and coffee and milk. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Chapel Messages podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.